Support for this Marketplace podcast comes from Insightly.com, the number one online customer relationship management for small businesses. Tired of tracking customers in a spreadsheet, missing deadlines, or losing sales? Make your life easier at Insightly.com slash Marketplace. BuzzFeed at almost a billion dollars. How do you suppose that happens? The big business of humanitarian assistance and the race and class divide in the cosmetics aisle as well from American public media. This is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Monday, the 11th of August. Glad, as always, to have you here, everybody. There are all kinds of cheap and quick and easy ways to set up our lead story today. The news that BuzzFeed, it of the silly listicles and ridiculous quizzes, has gotten new venture capital funding from a firm called Andreessen Horowitz that values it at $850 million. But no, we are not going to do the cheap, quick, and easy setup because $850 million is real money. So instead, we are going to go the real money route. How is BuzzFeed worth that much, and what might it mean? Marketplace's Queen of Kim gets us going. BuzzFeed boasts that 150 million people visit it every month. By contrast, the New York Times gets about 55 million visitors. Paul Sweeney is an analyst at Bloomberg Industries, and he says it's not just the number of visits that's valuable, but who's visiting. Most of BuzzFeed's audience is 35 and under, a demographic that's catnip to advertisers. It's been harder and harder for advertisers to reach younger demographics. The younger folks are the ones that are spending more time on the Internet, more time off of traditional media like newspapers or magazines or television. A lot of BuzzFeed's traffic comes from people sharing its stories on social media sites. Sweeney says that strategy is risky. BuzzFeed's audience would be decimated if social media sites excluded its content. Ethan Kurzweil is with Bessemer Venture Partners. He says investors are betting that BuzzFeed will go beyond listicles and become the go-to platform that offers all kinds of content, videos, news, and who knows what else. I assume they're betting on a modern media tech company, sort of a modern people magazine, ESPN, all-in-one property. In fact, BuzzFeed is using its newest round of funding to expand into movies. Rebecca Lieb is an analyst at the Altimeter Group. She says don't expect BuzzFeed to compete with 20th Century Fox or Paramount by making traditional movies. I really don't think that's going to be the case. Lieb predicts BuzzFeed will redefine movies and create ones that cater to its digital-first audience. In San Francisco, I'm Queena Kim for Marketplace. You can add Disney to the growing list of companies with which Amazon is on the outs. Hachette, the book publisher you already know about. Now, some of Disney's DVDs and Blu-rays aren't being made available for pre-order on Amazon. It's a spat that has become very, very public. Tracy Samuelson looks at the negotiating tactics in play. If this were a Disney movie, some would cast Amazon as the bad guy, like the evil fairy Maleficent. Others would say it's a Captain America-esque hero fighting for lower prices for consumers. By the way, the discs of those new Disney films are currently unavailable for pre-order on Amazon. But Ed Bordeaux, the author of Negotiation Bootcamp, says Amazon's tactics aren't good or bad. They're business. Amazon, like all companies its size, is flexing its muscle to get the best deals possible. That's what people do in negotiation all the time. They use their leverage. And Amazon has a tremendous amount of leverage. Michael Pachter with Wedbush Securities says we see this with companies like Walmart all the time. 
Walmart pays as low a price as anybody wholesale for any product that it sells, and it is able to do so by exercising its market muscle. Amazon is trying very hard to be Walmart-like. Pactor says pre-sales are a big deal for Disney because it will impact their first-day sales ranking. But he doubts customers will mind much. Michael Norris, an independent publishing and media consultant, thinks Amazon is being a bully. He's surprised it's risking its reputation with customers. A company that claims to be very customer-centric finds absolutely nothing wrong with inconveniencing millions of consumers. But whatever deal Amazon and its vendors eventually reach, the public nature of their dispute means they might not be riding off into the sunset together anytime soon. I'm Tracy Samuelson for Marketplace. It was a moderately enthusiastic start to the working week on Wall Street today. Details, numbers, you guys know the drill. 